the Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. The NHS was founded 76 years ago on the principle that people would receive care on the basis of need, not on the ability to pay. But in 1971, the great Julian Tudor Hart described the inverse care law. This is the phenomenon where care is more often concentrated in wealthier areas or provided more often to people from wealthier neighbourhoods. And those that need it most, from poorer backgrounds, more deprived backgrounds, often don't get so much care. Sometimes that can be good. It is likely that in many wealthier neighbourhoods, say in the case of hip, shoulder, knee replacements, uh, people from wealthier neighbourhoods are probably getting too much care. And that in itself is a problem and a subject of a different podcast. But today... We're reminded because the paper we are describing shows that the inverse care law is still alive and well in the NHS. Now, whilst we're talking about the NHS, any universal health system, whether it's Bismarckian or beverage, that's to say whether it's uh, based on social insurance payments or taxation, will always have some means of actually providing care to the entire population. And that should almost always be done fairly or equitably. We'll come back to that word in a second. So this paper, Socioeconomic Inequality of Access to Healthcare, Does Choice Explain the Gradient? by Marcelli et al. is in the Journal of Economics. It came out at the beginning of 2018, so it's a little old, but it's a really interesting paper. And what the authors found was that for planned vascular surgery, there's inequity in NHS provision, inequity. That's to say, if you live in a poorer neighbourhood, your waiting times for vascular surgery or vascular treatments, PCI or cabbage, uh, are going to be slower, or sorry, longer than they are from people from wealthier neighbourhoods. Interestingly, they also calculate the difference uh, in waiting times uh, being worth around £850. So if you translate that waiting time into monetary value, it shows the impact we're having on people from poorer neighbourhoods. The depressing thing is actually this paper is not alone. We've known for a long time there's inequity in care for hip replacements, knee replacements, preventable hospital admissions, cardiovascular care, when it's access to a specialist, diabetes care, and so on and so on and so on. Indeed, uh, we have some anecdotal data from uh, an ICS in the UK which shows that if you live in a poorer neighbourhood, you're only one-fifth as likely to receive hip or knee surgery as people living in wealthier neighbourhoods, mean, and that's for NHS treatment. We're not talking about private. So here it is, the NHS, really founded on the basis of equity and not providing equitable care. 
Why might that be? Well, strangely enough, part of this may be the focus on inequalities. Inequalities are the net result of many factors. It could be partly genetic, it certainly could be employment, it could be social. Uh, There could be many things that create health inequalities. And many of those are outside of the control of health services. But one of the major causes of health inequalities is health inequity. That's to say, people can experience health inequalities because they have inequitable access to healthcare. And that's often forgotten. This very simple difference in definition, contained, I hasten to add, in our glossary, is often forgotten and therefore people pay no or little attention to it. So health systems really do need to start looking at inequity because what it represents is lower value for the individuals living in those neighbourhoods. It represents underuse of um, efficient or, and effective care for people who would benefit. And it also, above all else, goes right against the basis for, for the foundation of the NHS and indeed any universal health system catering for a whole population. So let's remember Julian Tudor Hart and the inverse care law. Let's remind ourselves that it's still alive and well. And let's focus increasingly on health health inequity. That's to say, are we providing equal access to health care? If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.